website is working for you 24-7. It's your storefront that's open 24-7. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome back to Small Minded, everybody. My name is Molly Knuth, and I'm your host as we talk about everything small here. Small towns, small businesses, how small ideas turn into big things, how small acts of kindness can really change the world. And I am just so excited to bring you another fantastic interview with a small town, small business owner today on the podcast. Today's guest is someone like I seriously was giddy to get on Zoom and chat with. Carissa O'Connell of Franklin and Willow is a creative. Wait, creative just like doesn't even do it justice. Carissa is sweet, uplifting, hardworking, talented, and while she's running her business of building jaw-dropping websites and beautiful branding for creative businesses, she's also raising her seven-month-old baby in a small town in Iowa along with her husband and doing all the things that she loves in her small town. I think you'll be able to hear in this interview just how much respect I have for her and her abilities and her talents, and we had so much fun, even though we have worked together for a large part of the summer in 2020, this was our first face-to-face chat, which is, I'm putting like in air quotes because it's 2020 and we're still in quarantine, but it was still like our first face-to-face chat on Zoom for the first time ever. So we got to like see each other, talk about things, and it was so much fun. And I think you'll be able to hear that in the podcast today. But here we go. We're going to talk about all things you need to know about a website and digital marketing for your small business with my friend Carissa of Franklin and Willow. All right. I'm here with Carissa of Franklin and Willow. Carissa, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. You guys, I first started following Carissa on Instagram probably a year ago, maybe a little bit more. She just has the most gorgeous graphics, the most gorgeous websites that she designs. Her branding is so beautiful. And I was just like a fangirl for a really long time. And then this summer I was like, I just have to have her work for me. (laughs) So then Carissa did my entire website redesign and I just love it. Carissa, you're so talented and I appreciate you being here so much. Yeah, you are so sweet. It was so fun designing Molly's site and she had such an awesome vision, which made it so much fun for me to just bring it all to life on her website. Oh gosh. Carissa just has like, we're just going to go back and forth for this entire episode, giving each other compliments. But um, no, really, you just have such creative ideas. And like when you would say, okay, look this over and let me know what you think. I would be just like, how did she do that? There's no way I've (laughs) ever been able to make a website like this for myself. Anyway, today we're going to dive into what Carissa does, which is branding and website design for small businesses, particularly for creatives. But she's also going to give us some insights today into being a small business owner and living and working in a small town. And so Carissa, thank you again for agreeing to this. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, 
Yay. So could you tell us a little bit about just like a brief who you are? How did you get started? And what do you focus on at Franklin and Willow? Yeah, so I am from Manchester, Iowa. So just a short drive from Molly. I grew up here and I went to college at Iowa State. I went to be an event manager. I wanted to own my own wedding planning business. And long story short, I ended up coordinating my own wedding, or not my own wedding. I, I coordinated a wedding for someone else by myself and it went well, but at the end of the day, I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> and by that point, it was my last year of college. I'm like, this is not the time to be switching my whole career plan, but here we are. Um, but I take in a graphic design class earlier on in college, just as an elective, because it sounded fun. And I ended up falling in love with design. And so I started designing things like letterheads and resumes for my classmates. Then I designed a website for my mom's dance studio, and I just really fell in love with all things design and specifically website design for the most part. The last semester of college, I was in an entrepreneurship class where we had to make up like a business where we would write a business plan on for the whole semester. That was basically a whole premise of the class is just to write this full on business plan. So I was like, okay, I could do what I came here for, which was a wedding planning business, or I could just maybe go for it with this whole design business thing. Mm -hmm. So I did, and that's kind of where my company was born. So by the end of the semester, my last semester in college, I had this full business plan and I'm like, okay, let's go for it. So then we ended up moving back to my hometown in Manchester, where I was the tourism director for our county part-time. And then I was able to grow my business then on the side. And then fast forward to early 2020, where I had my first son, I left my job to take my business more to a full-time level. And I say full-time being that I am also work from home mom, stay at home mom. So do that full-time too. So whatever you would call that. Oh my gosh. You have like the jobs of three people in one when you're doing that. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> yeah. such a crazy... Like not what people expect. I mean, I say that because you and I are both work from home moms. You know, some people have a vision that you're like sitting at your desk and the kids are just like playing and stuff like that. And you're getting all your work done. And the reality is like, you have a plan for the day, right? And yeah. then it's like, <laughs> oh shoot. And then you have to like, stop what you're doing, go help the kids. And then you come back and you're like, okay, I'm focused. And then you're like, oh shoot. And you gotta like, yeah. oh my gosh. Your schedule. Yeah, I definitely thought it, I would have a little bit more time before I had my baby. And then- it's, you just don't get as much done as you think. So I learned pretty early on to make my to-do list shorter each day. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. We'll talk all about like, what's your approach, all that stuff as we go through today's conversation. But thank you so much for that little introduction. And oh my gosh, I did not know that you were a tourism director or that you had um, written your business plan in college. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun and it helped me give a little bit more perspective of kind of the whole small town thing too. So Maybe we can get into that a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Why don't go. you tell us, let's segue into talking about like living in a small town. Like tell us a little bit about Manchester, what you love about it, why you moved back and all the things about your town. Yeah. So I could go on and on about how much I love living in a small town. And I'm sure that I'm not alone in the fact that like when I was growing up here, I wanted to move far, far away and live mm -hmm. in a big city just like probably every other like high school girl living in a small town. Like we saw the big glamorous lifestyle on TV and stuff. And I mean, I wanted my life to be like that when I got older. 
But it's like so funny, something so funny about when you move away for a while, you realize what it's like, how much better it was than what you remembered back where you grew up. When I was in Ames for college, I obviously it's not far, far away. I mean, it's only a little over two hours for me. And it certainly wasn't big city living, but it was like just what I needed to get a break and really gain that appreciation that I needed for the small town that I grew up in. And my husband and I are actually high school sweethearts, and he'd always wanted to move back here. And it was something that we didn't really talk about early in our relationship, just because, I mean, we were young and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. and we had very contrasting opinions on where we wanted to end up, but I thought, oh, I don't know, it'll work itself out. Maybe he'll cave, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when I graduated, of course, like the four years I was in college, it really helped me kind of open my eyes. So, you know, life really isn't that bad back there. And then I got that part-time job as tourism director, which honestly couldn't have been more perfect for me to be able to kind of start my business on the side as well. So we returned back to our hometown. We bought a house and believe it or not, we live literally right down the road from my parents. Like, honestly, my house number changed by one number. Um, oh my gosh. When, like from <laughs> where I grew up. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Oh. Sometimes I like get it mixed up on which address to put down. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like constantly walking down the street to pick up your mail because it got delivered to the wrong yes. place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's oh. so funny. And now it's great because if I need to take my son down to my mom for a little bit, I can just run down the road and it's like less than a minute to get there. So yeah, we seriously love it here. And I think there's a stereotype about small towns not having anything to do, which is so not true. Manchester has so much. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I just interrupted you, but yeah, I love Manchester. You guys have some really cool things up there. Yeah, it's awesome. And sometimes your eyes are just kind of like blinded to that. Maybe more when you're growing up. I know when I was in high school, I was involved in so much and I didn't really like see past that at that point. Now, of course, we've got the brewery downtown, which that's probably a favorite thing to do, but we've got so much mm-hmm. shopping and places to eat that it's really awesome to live here and seeing that through in the lens of a more adult now, instead of that teenager, I Mm -hmm. think it's really helped. And another stereotype I think gets nailed down into small towns is that they're in the middle of nowhere, especially, I don't know, sometimes around here or maybe where you're at, but it's kind of quite honestly, the opposite of that, where we're really in the center in the middle of everywhere um, Mm. where we can get to a bigger city in like a half hour, 45 minutes and get a little bit more of that, like bigger city, like shopping experience or whatever that may be. Um, or and even got like those metro areas, like exactly. Manchester is very central too. Like you're about halfway between the twin cities in Minnesota and like St. Louis or Kansas city or Des Moines or Chicago or Omaha. Yeah. Like you're in the middle of so many places. It's just a couple hours drive. Exactly. Yeah. So even a weekend trip or whatever, so you can get that you have that like small town neighborly community experience where you don't have to worry about, you know, sending your kid outside. It's lower cost of living most of the time. And you've just got that community, small town community perk while also having the city life nearby. So honestly, I couldn't think of a better place to live and to, you know, eventually raise my kids in the community and just have a great place to live. I just love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think Manchester is awesome. Like For people who maybe aren't familiar with it, it is along a thoroughfare, a major highway, but it's one of those cases where the highway kind of bypasses and goes around the town. But if you take those extra couple minutes to drive into the community, you'll see like a thriving Main Street district. It's along a river. 
And one thing I really love about Manchester is that you guys, I don't know where it stemmed from, if it was like DNR, if it was the city itself, but like they really took advantage of the access along the river. And now you guys have like a kayak business, uh-huh. correct? Yeah, it's a white, there's a whitewater park made throughout like kind of the main street area. Um, we've got the whitewater park where people can kayak or take a tube. There's six different drops and um, you can spend the day there with your family just kind of like floating down the river. It's pretty fun. And, or if you don't want to actually do it, I've never personally done it before, but you can just go and watch and it's just beautiful area, grab some lunch, do a little bit of shopping. They just built a beautiful new like pavilion area too, where you can take your lunch down there or whatever. And there's some showers and restrooms and it's a great area. I got really good at understanding what it is and and explaining it to people for my tourism job. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, um, I haven't tried it yet either, but it's on my to-do list for one of these times when we don't have a weekend with anything planned. I'm like, I want to go check that out because yeah. I think it's just a testament to your community of like, mm-hmm. we are a small town and we do have some really cool natural resources. Let's make the most of it and turn it into a draw for neighboring communities to come visit us. Yeah. So I thought that was just the coolest thing. And I Absolutely. tell anybody because cascade is on a river too it might actually is it the same one no uh, no ours isn't. yeah we're the north fork of the macaw but yeah. anyway so <laughs> at every meeting i'm like can we do what manchester did it's so awesome yeah no and it's just such a cool way to make use of the river and just increase that recreation outside oh so cool i love everything you said about being neighborly i loved your perspective of how you didn't move too far away for college, but it was far enough that it gave you that difference in perspective. It allowed you to see a larger community, a more diverse population, and give you that real world, real life experience. And then, so you have that to draw upon, even though you're choosing to live in the small town life with your family. So I think that was just, you said that also beautifully. So we talked about your small town, Let's talk about small business. So what are some things you love about being a small business owner? Particularly, you are a small business owner who helps other small business owners. So speak to that a little bit, if you will. Yeah. So I absolutely love the challenge that a small business offers. I am like a one woman show here at this season of my business. I don't have a team in place. So it's really up to me to figure things out on my own, which can be really challenging at times, but also at the same time, it's really rewarding um, because it's like all my blood, sweat, and tears are put into it. And then as a small business owner who does work with other small business owners, it's so cool to see the community that gets tied into it all. I, I really think that's the most beautiful thing about running a small business in this space and everyone is just so uplifting of others. It's really that phrase, like a rising tag lifts all boats, um, which is something that's so incredible about the small business community. And especially how we've seen that kind of get drawn out this year in 2020 with the pandemic. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. In 2020, as like the pandemic was starting and setting in, I don't know how you felt, but like I was, I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all my clients because I help small businesses too. And so it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to be doing budget cuts. And then that just had me going into like, oh, and then I'm going to be without a job. <laughs> like, uh. I, really, I had a moment, but what was your opinion in 2020? Like, did you see a reduced amount of business from 2019 or have you seen growth in 2020? 
Yeah, well, and I think exactly what you were saying, um, it kind of makes us nervous with companies maybe needing to do budget cuts, but at the same time, it's more important than ever that people's businesses are online. And by building that trust with your ideal client or customer through the vehicle of like a polished website is really everything. By not having one, you're really just kind of delaying the inevitable. In today's market, I mean, no matter where you are, being online, social media, website, everything is, is so important. But sometimes that Facebook page isn't all you need. And I'm not by no means discrediting social media. It's awesome. But it just serves a totally different purpose than website 100%. design does. There's no algorithm when it comes to your website. Molly is a genius and <laughs> can Hardly, help her thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just helping and getting those clients' voices out further than what the algorithm can probably um, get in the way of. But you control everything when it comes to your website, which is so powerful. I don't know how many times I've been looking for a service provider and unless they're my only option and like literally everyone else recommends them, I will not consider them if they don't have a website in most cases mm-hmm. where I'll go through every option and choose the one with a more polished and trustworthy website. And this might not be an issue for you now, but as younger generations continue to filter into the workplace, you'll start seeing those lost opportunities as a result of not having a website. So with this year and the pandemic and everything that's happened, I would say definitely my business has increased um, because people not only, I I work with a lot of photographers. So of course those photographers were going for a month without their weddings happening and, and such. So they saw, most of them saw that as an opportunity to take that time to invest in their online presence so that when things were back up and running again, they would have that solid presence online to make sure that they can, you know, make sure that that longevity of their business is still in place. And in an industry like photography, where you do have multiple options sometimes in your radius of where you're looking, choosing between two fantastic photographers, and then you go to their website and one is like, eh, And one is like, oh my gosh, you're going to go with that one because photography is so visual that having a really great brand and visual presence on your website just like gives you that great first impression that you're like, yep, this is the one I want to work with them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I just feel like, especially what you can do for your clients is really giving them the competitive edge in the marketplace. And like what you said right now with things being a little slow, we can talk about this I'm segueing into my next question, I guess. But with having some downtime, it probably helped your photographer clients because putting together a website or even refreshing a website is time intensive, right? What are some things that people could expect if you were to start, I guess, let's maybe do it two ways. If you were going to do a brand new website for somebody, kind of like you, you mostly rebuilt my entire website, Mm -hmm. but like, if you were going to do a brand new website, like what are some of the things you would have a potential client think about or what are the first steps they would take? And then we'll talk about what if they just need a little spruce up? Yeah. So if it's a case where you're looking to totally redo, do total makeover of your website, something that you can start thinking about now is definitely your brand photos and copywriting. Those are two of the biggest things that can make or break your website. You could look at a website that is beautifully designed, but if it has it's like filled with iPhone photos that are like 
pretty bad quality, you know, less than stellar. Yes. Yes. Less than stellar. It's going to come off as looking pretty poor quality. If you replace all those photos with incredibly high resolution, beautiful photos, it's going to like totally transform the whole thing. So that's definitely something that I would recommend investing in as you're thinking about moving into a web design experience. Another thing is your copywriting. And this is something that you can outsource or um, I've seen a lot of people have success with doing it themselves. But that copywriting is going to also be another thing that will make or break. And it can just take your website to the next level. And if you don't know what I mean by copywriting, it's the words that you use on your website. It's as simple as that. Um, Any word or paragraph or um, headline, all of that stuff that's on your website is something that you want to have written in advance of the design because in my opinion, your copy or your words have to dictate the design. That's where your your website is gonna be most powerful. So like when Molly came to me and wanted to do a website, I had her pull together all of her copy beforehand and that was that made it so that we could create an even more impactful and powerful website for her business. And that's definitely something that you'll want to have done in advance. So yeah, those are a couple of things, I guess, if you're looking for a full custom website. And then for someone who is looking just for some like edits, is that where you were? Yeah. If they already have a website and they're like, I just did my website in 2019, but you know, my, maybe I have a little time going into the winter or something like that. What would you say to look over and make sure that they check out yeah. Um, so I would say a couple of things. One of the biggest things that I see people missing on their website are call to actions. What a call to action is, is basically something that's going to tell your visitors where to go next. I can't tell you how many times I've been to a website and I come to the bottom of the page only to find like a dead end. And as the website owner, it's really your job to make it as easy as possible to make sure the visitor knows exactly where to go next. So no matter where they are on your website, it's kind of like giving people a tour of your house. If a friend comes over to your house for the first time and asks for the tour, you're not just going to say, okay, yeah, go for it. And then head back into the kitchen and continue (laughs) making dinner. They would have no idea where to start. I mean, they wouldn't know which hallway makes sense to go down. They don't know how to make their way back to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure that you're walking your website visitors through the pages, just like you would giving someone a tour of your house. So yeah, we do that through what's called call to actions, which essentially is just a catchy headline accompanied by a button. That's really all it is. So we place this strategically near the bottom of the page to show them where to go next. So if someone lands on your homepage, you might want to tell them to go to your about page next to get to know you, learn about who you are. And then once they've warmed up to you, then you can maybe invite them to look at the services that you offer and they can get an idea of your packages and what's all included. Then once they feel connected with you, they know how you can serve them through your services and packages. At that point, it might be an appropriate time to ask them to reach out to learn more. So then they would do that through your contact page with your contact form. Or maybe that's an opportunity to send them to your shop or whatever your main um, thing Mm -hmm. is that you want them to do at the end of your website. Now, just don't forget that once they hit submit on your contact form, the conversation doesn't end there. That Uh, really- 100%. Oh, yes. That is honestly the perfect opportunity. Once they hit- inquire or book or they send that contact form 
it's a perfect opportunity to welcome them to maybe browse your portfolio. Maybe they can read your blog or connect with you on Instagram. All in attempt to get them more and more excited to work with you while they wait for your reply. That way, when they get your email back, there is no question in their mind that they want to work with you. So that is, I know it's kind of a long one there, but it really shouldn't take too long. You just go onto your website, add a headline and a button, plug that call to action in on, your, on each page of your website to make sure that you're making the most of your website's opportunity to connect with your buyers and prime them to book with you. Oh, I think that is so important because I know that with my previous website that I had before I worked with you, I would receive calls or emails where people would be like, Oh, I looked at your website, but could you just give me a little like further explanation of how I book with you? <laughs> or like, or could you tell me a little bit more about what you do? And then I was like, Oh geez, you know what? I don't even have like a portfolio on here. Oh gosh. I don't even have like a good description of my different service packages. So I just feel like everything that you just shared with us is critical because we made sure through the process of you and I working together, you just really like, okay, where do we want them to go next? Okay. How can we help them get excited? Just like all the things you just said. And it really does elevate the quality of your website and make it almost like informational, but a fun experience at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's all about building that no like and trust and getting them warmed up to work with you. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Another thing that you are really good at, I thought was getting people and you can speak to this if you feel comfortable with it, but like getting people to sign on to email lists and then growing your email list. Like you said, social media is great for a purpose. Your website is great for a purpose. And then an email list is another option for small businesses looking to get in touch with their ideal customer. So an email list, can you like explain a little bit about what that is for maybe a small business owner in a small town who's like, what the heck is that? And <laughs> why is it important to work in conjunction with your website? Yeah. So an email list is another awesome form of marketing. And it's again, totally different than social media and your website because your email list is something that is not owned by someone else. Um, mm -hmm. Social media is owned by um, these people that could take it down at any moment or, or whatnot. And when you have an email list of people who have indicated that they're interested in the information that you're giving out, you can engage them in educational information on a regular basis, whether that's weekly or monthly. Molly's so good about getting information out every week. <laughs> I'm not as good about that, but actually, I just realized I forgot last week. <laughs> oh, hey, I it's coming in this week. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, so funny, but yeah, it can just be another great resource. And one thing that makes it so nice is that through all of your educational content that you can send out through your email newsletters to your email list, there comes a point that you might want to sell something. Um, you might have a new website going up or maybe you are launching a new service or a new product. So at that point, you've primed all of these people who were interested in learning more information about you. Now you can share with them this new thing that you're offering. And it's a great way for them to maybe jump on that opportunity and just give them the information that they need when they already know you and like you and trust you at that exactly. same time. And, and your website is a great place to house that invitation. Like on Molly's website in her footer section, we've got a little invitation for them to sign up for 
free educational offering that they can, or a tool that they can use in their business that will help them make more impact. So by offering that freebie, if you will, um, mm-hmm. you have to offer something to them in order to get their email address. It's right. Give of, them some kind of incentive. Yeah. yeah give yeah. them an incentive to want to learn more and and that could just be a great opportunity to further your marketing and get people in your community even more. A hundred percent. I know that like when I was first getting into marketing, I would see these email lists and I was like, I know they're going to send me an email as soon as I put my email address in this little box. But then sometimes I would get like a download that was just so impactful that I was like, heck yes, send me all the emails because that download helped me learn and implement great changes within my own business and it was free. And I know that for you, I forgot to mention this earlier, but one of the ways that like in the process of just being like your follower on social media, but before we like signed on and redid my website, a freebie that you had was a 20 minute website audit. And so I signed up for that. I joined your email list, but then in return, it was like a 20 minute video walkthrough of my current website, which is now my old website. But you went through like step-by-step and you gave me strategic changes that would improve the quality of my visitor's experience. And I thought that was probably the best freebie return I ever got by entering my email on a little email signup form. So I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. Well, and I'll be honest, that was the most time intensive thing on my end because I went through each person who signed up for that. I went through their website and recorded my voice while they saw their website on the screen. I clicked through it for the very first time and shared my honest feedback in real time. And then I gave them some, uh, a few takeaways that they could implement right away, which was fun for me. It was also time intensive, but it, it really helped me to also see what things people are maybe struggling with the most. What are the things that I'm seeing most people can improve on in their websites, which helps me also give the best education that I can to help people mm-hmm. do it themselves and, and really improve their websites on their own. So if you're looking for an idea to really kickstart your email list or just a, as an idea for a freebie to exchange for someone's email address, I definitely recommend doing that if, if you've got the time and, and obviously it doesn't have to be a website audit or, or something that time intensive, but just something that creates so much value because I was able to help several people out with their website and really gain some good kind of consumer market research for myself too. Yeah. And like you talked about earlier with the no like, and trust, that was a great way to build that relationship with those particular people and really show that you knew what you're talking about, that you were uh, very trustworthy and that you were there to help them more than anything. And so I thought that was a really great tool that you were implementing. For a lot of the people who are listening, they may not be a small town service-based business. Maybe they are like the local car dealership or they are the local general store, whatever. So sometimes when I work with small town business owners in that capacity, They might say, well, we're a multi-generation business. We've been on the street corner for 50 years. We have word of mouth. Why do we need a website? Why do we need a social media presence? And to those people who are maybe like, A, why would I need a website if I'm a small town business? Why don't we answer that one first? And then I have a follow-up to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why you need a website if you're a small town business? Like a local business. Yeah. Yeah. A local business. Well, it's kind of what I was saying earlier. People, your website is working for you. 24 seven is your storefront that's open 24 seven. And 
you may not need a website right now. Maybe you're getting plenty of service as it is, but as these younger generations who are using their phone are continuing to, you know, grow even further into the marketplace, you're going to need that. And as we see, obviously Google's been around for a long time now, but everyone's using Google. Everyone's using their Alexa and Google Home and um, Siri. And those are all um, touching base with, you know, Google search results and that pulls your website. So it's getting more and more important to make sure that you've got a online presence and not only just so your social media, but also your, your website, because it's again, working for you 24 seven and it's just helping your search engine optimization as another bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's going to help as, as time goes on and people continue to, to turn more and more to their devices. Again, it's like what I was saying earlier about like when I'm researching a company that I might need to invest in or service, maybe I'm not as familiar with it. I'm going to go to the website that seems the most trustworthy, the most um, polished up to date and choose that probably before another, even if it's in my own community, but especially if I'm new to the community, it's so important to have an online presence in today's age. And, And again, it's just delaying the inevitable if you don't have one now. I heard from people who had moved to Cascade. I know Cascade and Manchester, different communities, so maybe different and different from listeners, small towns. But when people, I heard from a few people that they were like new to the town and then they didn't know because they weren't from here. They're like, I didn't know there was a plumber who was a multi-generational plumbing business because they, I searched and there was nothing that came up. I'm not saying there's no plumber in Cascade. I'm just like using that as an example. But it just goes to what you say, like, we might be people who've lived in this town forever. And so we do know that guy who does this or that gal that does that. And we know their nickname, but for people who are new to town and who are, like you said, in the younger generations, they are reliant on having a social presence, a website presence, overall, a digital presence to be able to know that you exist and see what you offer. Mm -hmm. So I thought you really hit the nail on the head with that. So my follow-up question to that, when, People are thinking about starting a website for their small town business, whether they're local or just based in a small town. They probably are wondering like, A, do I hire this out or should I just DIY it myself? Because there are platforms that do that, right? So what is your recommendation or what are some things that you would advise people to consider when they're thinking about DIYing their own website or working with a professional like yourself? Yeah, so... There's a lot of different factors that go into whether or not you should do like custom versus a DIY route when it comes to your website. If you're a little bit more further along in your business, um, maybe you've DIYed your website in the past and now you've maybe outgrown your website. That's a lot of times an indicator that a custom website might be for you. Now, as far as the template or like a DIY side, Templates are a great option for those businesses who are maybe newer. Maybe they've got a standard set of information. When it comes to like service-based businesses, um, a lot of times you'll have your homepage, your about page, services, contact, and maybe a portfolio page. And if you've got just like a little bit of information to share on each one of those, a template can be a really great resource to plug in your information into those little placeholders that are inside of it and DIY your website from there. Just replace your photos. And it's also a great option for someone who has a little bit lower of a budget to start out with a website at this time. So I would say that's kind of a synopsis of how I would um, 
Describe. Someone. Yeah. Advise someone, whether they're looking for the custom route or a DIY route for their website. Awesome. I know that you like to use the platform, show it. And I know that just like you were talking, it does offer templates for people who need maybe some guidance when they're building a website, but it's fully customizable. So you can really make it unique to you and your business. So can you tell a little bit more about why you love show it so much and why you would recommend that to someone else? Yeah. And that's another thing too, is um, if you're considering a website for a new website for your business is looking at the different options that are out there. Like Molly said, I use show it for all my websites and I will always use show it for the rest of my life. Basically, your options are endless when it comes to designing on Showit. You can customize it to whatever you want it to be. Of course, it's not right for everyone, um, especially with businesses who are maybe an online boutique, maybe something like that. The e-commerce isn't as, you can definitely in, incorporate e-commerce into a Showit website, but if that's the basis of your business and you're constantly updating your product line, maybe something more like Shopify would be right for you. But the reason I love show it so much is it is seriously so customizable to whatever you want to make it to be. And it's so visual. And my very favorite part is that it's, in my opinion, the easiest website builder to use. And I don't know if you'd agree with that, Molly, but it's just, it's drag and drop and you can um, really make it whatever you want it to be. And I think as a business owner, whether you have it custom made or you're DIYing it, it is the most important thing is that you can maintain and update your website down the road. And with Show It, you can do that. So that's really why I love Show It so much. Um, oh, I think and I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Yes. And like you said, for especially small business owners, a big thing to think about when you're going into a new website project is the ability to make changes yourself. Because even if you're short on time, there are going to be instances where you need to update that picture. And if it's involving like coding, I don't know a thing about coding. So that is so intimidating. And I would have to outsource that to somebody constantly if I just even needed to make like a text change. So having the kind of web platform that is customizable, like show it is, where you can easily drag and drop things in, change sizes, and do some really fun, like unique customizations, but still having the ability to do it yourself super easily and quickly. I thought that was such a big perk of working on the show it platform. Yeah. And another awesome part about show it is I love how it uses WordPress for the logging side of it. When Showit was creating a platform, instead of creating their own blogging platform, they decided to team up with the most powerful one that's out there, and that is WordPress. So basically, you have your design on Showit, and you create what we call a template for your blog design, and then you just write your um, blog posts within WordPress, and as soon as you publish, it'll sync right up to your design. So everything looks beautiful and looks the same as your website that you've designed in the Showit program but is utilizing the search engine optimization qualities and everything else from WordPress. And then you can also bring in more things called plugins to enhance your website even more and its searchability and, and all of that different stuff. So it's just the pair together makes it super powerful, especially if you're going to be blogging. Oh, I love that. And you do such a good job. And I should say too, you are a show it. What's your official title with show it? <laughs> show it design partner. So she has been like 
distinguished because she is such <laughs> a great designer within that platform. So she gets like a special shout out from Show It, the actual like <laughs> business entity. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I said that on here oh, too, because you. you are like so great at what you do. Thank you. Um, okay. So I'm just going to ask you one more question and then we're going to go into what is called the speed round. Okay. <laughs> so um, just as we are kind of wrapping up, can you let people know a couple of the ways they have to work with you? What are some of the options that they could maybe partner with you on a website down the road? And then how can they get in contact with you or find you online? Yeah. So if you are looking for a custom website, I take on a limited number of clients per year to build out a one of a kind website from scratch, kind of like a different Molly. And if this is something that you are considering for your business, like I said earlier, I would encourage you to start thinking about your photos and your copy. Um, so think about a photographer who might be able to take a photo shoot of you, get some informal, I think are fun, um, informal photos of you, maybe some shots of you doing what you do. So like for Molly, that was working on a cell phone with social media or, mm -hmm. you know, writing in a planner or something like that. Those are nice to have too for your website. Um, and then also working through your copywriting. So the words that will be on your website. So thinking into those ahead of time, because that can make all the difference in the success of your website. And as we work together, if you have those things in place, it gives us a great starting ground to get ready and, and start designing your website even quicker. And then for those who are maybe a little newer in business and maybe don't have as high of a budget to invest in a custom site at this point, a template site is an awesome place to start. And again, I love show it. I design all my templates and show it. And I have a collection of templates available in my shop. Um, so if you're interested in getting started on the platform, you can take a peek at the templates. And just this week that we're recording this, I'm releasing four new templates to the shop. So you can head to franklinandwillow.com slash shop to check those out. And then as far as connecting with me, you can find me at Franklin and Willow on almost any platform. And I'm on Instagram the most, but you can also find me on YouTube, Pinterest, and Facebook as well. And I'd love for you guys to DM me um, or message me on Instagram to say hi and let me know you heard me on here. I'd love to connect with you guys even more there. Oh, awesome. And I should say too, I just, I know I'm like, this literally is just like a compliment session, which is a really great <laughs> ego boost. Um, but really one of the things I valued about working with you and outsourcing my website was that you were a fresh set of eyes and stuff that I thought was like obvious to me because I was so close to it. You were able to say, okay, maybe we need to change up the wording or be more clear here. Maybe we should add this so that it's easier for somebody from the outside looking in. And you are fantastic with deadlines. <laughs> you <laughs> stayed, I was just so appreciative because like, oh my gosh, you were great at deadlines. And like, personally, I know that's a struggle point for me. So I was just so appreciative that you were like keeping this project on track. And I loved that because if I DIY'd my own website, it would still not be done. And <laughs> I just love that. I thought everything about working with you and outsourcing my web design was fantastic. Oh, I totally recommend it. I loved it. Yeah. You know, and that's something basically everyone tells me when they hire me, they're like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here with this website to do for months and it just hasn't gotten done. So, um, yeah, there's another thing. If, if you're have, struggling with that or something, that's definitely, I can help, help you out with that. Oh, awesome. Okay. Speed round. So what this is, is just like some really like questions that really have nothing to do with what we're talking about today. 
but they're fun. And I just, these are like some of my favorite things when I'm listening to other podcasts. So they're just going to be super simple. And I just want to hear what you have to say. So can you tell us what was your very first job? My first job was working at the bridal shop in my hometown, Brides and Weddings. And I actually, believe it or not, I still work there on weekends and nights sometimes. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So been there for different wedding parties. I wonder if our paths have crossed and I'm sure they have. Oh my gosh, crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually started back working in alterations. So when I was in high school, I sewed my own dress to wear to the homecoming dance. (laughs) And that was kind of my, and my mom mentioned that to the owners and they're like, oh, that's cool. Maybe you can help out with like doing some beeping and stuff like that. So I started out back there doing some sewing and now I help out on the floor sell wedding dresses. So I love it. So that kind of like gives you that little bit of that wedding event, like planning thing that you were going to school for, for a while. Exactly. It just like, lets you have that creative outlet. Exactly. (laughs) What is your favorite snack? Like while you're working, if you're going to reach for something quick, what is it? Oh, I really shouldn't, but I love fruit snacks. (laughs) (laughs) I love fruit snacks so much. Is there a particular brand of fruit snack that it's like, this one is the best? Um, not really. Honestly, I'm good with all of them. I love orange flavor things. Um, so like I love, I guess fruit smiles are totally great from Walmart. Um, or like, Oh, I can't remember the name of them. They're like juicy burst black forest. I think fruit snacks there. I just love them. It's kind of my weakness. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Um, what is your, I think you might've mentioned this already, but what's your favorite social media platform and why? Instagram. I just feel like I can connect with people um, easily on there. I love the story aspect of it. And I really wasn't very active on it until this year, but I've had a lot of fun with connecting with a bunch of different people and kind of making friends through it. Awesome. If you were to listen to any podcast, I know you would pick this one first. (laughs) No, just kidding. What is a podcast that is like your go-to if you are like have some downtime or you're going for a walk or something like that? Oh, that's a hard one. Right now, I'm really loving, it's called Better, the Brand Designer Podcast. Um, It's specifically for like brand designers, but I think they're just so, the two gals who are hosts of the podcast, they're just so down to earth and um, they just really speak as if you're best friend. And they're so vulnerable. I I don't know how to explain Like, Oh, awesome. Talk about things that people are to talk about maybe online or people don't want to admit and they just talk about those things on the podcast and I just really love it and of course it applies to me because I'm a designer as well but it's called the better brand podcast um it's called better the brand designer oh better the brand designer okay I'll link to it in the show notes okay travel restrictions are lifted where are you going I've always wanted to go to Italy I don't know why. I just, I think it's so beautiful and just go visit the the vineyards and try the Italian food, like authentic Italian food. That's where I've always wanted to go. And I've never, I've been down to Mexico on a cruise, but that is the only like out of the States experience I've ever had. So I'd love to go to Italy. Italy would be a good one. Yeah. All right. Last question. Maybe you don't have this decided yet, but do you have a goal for 2021? Is there something that you really want to accomplish next year? I mean, personal life, business life, or um, is there anything you are like setting up as your big goal for 21? 
I'd say I'm just trying to continue growing my template shop. So just to continue to make more of a one-stop shop for people who are interested in DIYing their website to have a resource that they can go to for not only like full-on websites, but to have the little portions that they can kind of build their own type of um, website with the types of, in short, they're called canvases. Um, so if you're familiar with the program, you know what I mean, but um, different sections of each page are called canvases. And I'd love to create some type of a resource where people can pick and choose what types of pieces they want for their websites and build it up from scratch so they can really make it what they need it to be for, for their business. Oh, that sounds cool. Well, yeah, so that's what's kind of in the works right now. <laughs> that's, that's exciting. All right. So thank you again, Carissa, for taking the time to be here today. Uh, again, her name is Carissa and she is with Franklin and Willow. Can you just give us your social and your website one more time for people who want to connect with you after this? Yeah. So on social media, I am at Franklin and Willow and my website is franklinandwillow.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm so glad we got to talk to each other today on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Molly. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded. <laughs>